Welcome to the Art of Strategic Reaction podcast. I'm Kyle Brost, a strategist and changemaker. I'm the CEO of Spark Policy Institute, founder and principal at Choice Strategy Group, and contributor to Forbes, Thrive Global, and Influencer. I lead at the intersection of strategy and impact, where I turn ordinary individuals into strategists and changemakers. Let's get started. Welcome to this episode. Today, we're going to talk about the difference between being strategic and being perfect, because they are definitely not the same. Being strategic doesn't mean having the perfect plan or delivering the perfect product. In fact, some of the most strategic decisions were made because the original plan was flawed, so choices were actually limited, and that in some ways enables strategy. I mean, think about Apple. We, we now know them as the most valuable company in the world, and it's easy to forget that there was a time when this tech giant of Apple was teetering on the edge of bankruptcy. I mean, 20 years ago, the media was predicting the death of the company, and it was losing a billion dollars a year. But that changed when founder Steve Jobs returned. Um, they launched some revolutionary products like the iMac, eventually the iPod, now all of the iPhone products. And Apple products, they're ubiquitous. Um, and people are wishing that they picked up some of the company's stock when it was a bargain you know, price. So it's not perfection that you start with and because the best strategies build on themselves. So it's not just short-sighted in that we're going to develop some product and that's going to be successful. It's that we're going to build a product or deliver a service or accomplish something. And when we do that, it's going to enable us to do the next thing. It's going to enable us to push even further. So it's not about having perfection before you get started. That's not strategy. Strategy is being able to see how the blocks are going to stack on top of each other to continually create value over time and that you will be striving for perfection by putting one block on top of the other. And by doing that, you get closer to that perfect product, that perfect service. But it's not that you start there. A good example of how this works is actually Marvel Comics. So, I mean, we're all familiar with Marvel Comics now because we've seen Spider-Man and X-Men and all of the you know comics coming out on TV and the shows that have been wildly successful. But 20 years ago, Marvel was bankrupt and they had no idea what the next direction would be. Their rival, DC Comics, had managed to turn some of their iconic characters like Batman and Superman into these big blockbuster movie franchises. But Marvel had failed to do that. I mean, think about the 1986 flop Howard the Duck. That was Marvel's attempt at doing that. And so they had failed miserably to actually capitalize like DC Comics had. Well, starting in the late 90s, they had some licensing deals um, that brought some of the Marvel characters like Spider-Man and X-Men and stuff to theaters in successful films, but the company still wasn't really making any money off of those things. And so it took that step, right? You start with a comic book. It licensed some of the characters that it had and released a few films, and that helped a little bit. And then they built on that by starting their own studio. 
And that is what actually paid off. And the company was eventually acquired by Disney. And now we know that Marvel is, you know, churning out movies all, all the time. But they didn't start there, right? They started in one place and they built on it over time. And as they moved forward, their choices and options became narrowed and they selected the more strategic choices and options that in some ways were on the fringe of obvious. But that strategy, you start one place and you continue to build on it. That's how you get better and better results. It's not starting with perfection. And here's the big takeaway. If you can't see how your efforts are building up to something bigger, something more compelling, something more of a greater value in the future, you're not being strategic. You're just reacting. You're just doing something now that might produce a little bit of value. If you can't actually see how they can add up and create greater opportunity in the future, that's really being strategic. When you're able to look at what you're doing today and you're able to see how it can create opportunity, how it can build upon itself and maximize value even further in the future. That's real strategy. The cost of not seeing how those things build upon each other in the future can be phenomenally high. And it might put you in a position where you have to completely abandon something you've committed a ton of time and energy and resources toward because you weren't thinking how you were going to use those skills or those capabilities or those products or services later on in the future. And I worked with a really large retailer, one of the largest retailers in the U.S., around this same challenge. They had committed and dedicated all of their resources to building stores and making sure that the shelves were stocked. I mean, we're talking about 200,000 employees who were simply there to make sure new stores got built and that when the store was built, that the shelves were stocked. They weren't thinking long-term about the kind of skill that they would need in the actual facilities uh, when customer service started to matter. And so they found themselves in this position of asking, geez, we have 200,000 uh, store associates who aren't trained or skilled or uh, you know, enabled to be sales reps and to deliver great customer service. They're just trained to stock shelves. So they committed all of these resources and now they have to ask, wow, do we have to invest you know, millions of dollars to go retrain all of these associates, some of them who won't even be able to, to do what we're asking because that's not what they want to do or they you know, don't have the skill set to do it, um, or do we let them go? It, it turns into this massive undertaking where you have to abandon something that you've invested tons of resources in because you weren't thinking at the beginning how it would build up and add to something in the future. So there are two really big takeaways that I'm getting out here. <clears throat> and the first takeaway is strategy builds on itself. That's how you achieve perfection. And the point to understanding that principle is that you shouldn't spend countless hours trying to create the perfect plan, the perfect strategic plan before you get started because you will never create the perfect strategic plan. Once you start implementing that strategic plan, you're gonna find out things that were unaccounted for and you're almost instantly gonna to have to adjust that plan. It's the classic Mike Tyson quote that everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, right? Well, that's what's gonna to happen to you if you spend countless hours trying to perfect this plan before you ever implement it. You will almost immediately find out that your plan is not perfect and you're gonna to have to make adjustments anyway. So you might as well get started 
before wasting all of that time planning for something that's going to go in the trash. So that's principle number one. Start before you're ready and plan to iterate along the way. That's key. And and the other piece to that is when you spend too much time planning, you start to account for everything and you make the endeavor seem so much bigger than it has to be. Uh, sometimes I think of it as planning paralysis, right? Or, you know, you've heard paralysis by analysis. It's when you spend so much time looking at it that you become overwhelmed and it seems like something that's undoable that you can't accomplish. And so now you have this huge grand plan that feels overwhelming and you barely make any traction on it because of that, or you abandon it because you've spent so much time making it so big that you don't even feel like you can touch it or scratch the surface. So, Don't spend so much time creating the plan when you know you're going to have to iterate and don't do it at such a level that you paralyze yourself for action. That's principle number one. The second principle is related and it's about building on itself. I believe that you should be striving for perfection, but recognize that you're not striving for perfection before you get started. You're striving for perfection by iterating and building on itself. So as part of the plan, when you get ready to implement, you need to recognize that there will be iteration and adaptation along the way. And that's how the product's gonna get better. That's how the service is gonna get better. That's how you personally in your leadership or your life are gonna get better. By experimenting and trying things and learning from real results what works and doesn't work, and then adapting and adjusting and improving along the way. So perfect strategies are built over time, one block stacked on top of another, not before everything gets started by trying to be perfect in your plan. Now, we've been talking about this kind of from an organizational perspective, um, you know, a strategic plan for an organization. But these principles apply as much to leadership and individuals as they do to organizations. The concept that you should start before you're ready, that you should start before you have the perfect plan, and that you should plan to build on and iterate your efforts. This idea of not thinking about how what you're doing today is going to build on itself is the classic problem that emotional leaders run into. So what happens when you are in a meeting, you're sitting there, everything's going fine, and then all of a sudden somebody says something or does something that triggers you emotionally? Guess what happens? You forget about what your actions and behaviors You forget about how they're going to be building on themselves over time and you start driving toward a very short-term immediate result. You want to prove that you're right. You want to protect your pride. You want to uh, prove that the other person's wrong. You want to make them look bad. All of those things are forgetting uh, or, or disregarding how your current behaviors can build on themselves. And so then you react emotionally. You do something stupid. You walk out of the room and rather than having something that was effective and meaningful that could build on itself in the future, you have something that you have to try to resolve and fix because you said or did something stupid. So the same principles apply in your leadership. You need to be thinking about how your leadership behaviors are building on themselves over time. How are you taking small steps today to be a better leader, to be a more strategic leader and more intentional leader? How are you reacting strategically versus emotionally so that those actions can actually be building something versus destroying something or just maintaining the status quo? 
And the other thing is you don't get where you want to be by having a perfect plan in place. You get where you want to be by starting today and iterating. Again, these principles apply as much to leadership and your life as they do to big organizations that are making massive strategic decisions. Every now and then I meet with people who have business ideas that they want to run by um, and they want to talk through you know, how to get started with their business idea. And I can't tell you how frequently these individuals or these small groups of people have 70% of a plan and yet they haven't taken a single step forward because as we've been talking about and I keep rehashing, they want the perfect plan. And my advice to nearly every single one of them is why haven't you gotten started? You've got to go out and start. Uh, Not too long ago, a few months ago, I met with a gentleman who had a fitness concept. And I won't show the details of it. It's kind of a cool product or idea. Um, But he had this whole massive plan, all of this technology that was going to be needed and this space that was going to be needed. And he was asking about, um, you know, financing to get rental space and purchase equipment and, you know, uh, innovate the technology and all of these things. And I asked, well, why haven't you started any of it? And he's like, well, I have to have all of that in place. Well, no, CrossFit started with a website and putting you know, content out there and workouts. And now look at it. He could be starting today to build a following and produce things, but he was waiting for this perfect plan. Don't be that person. Don't be that organization. So here's what I want you to do coming out of this. I want you to ask yourself two questions and really focus in on those questions. Force yourself to explore these questions and be brutally honest with yourself. The first one is, what is stopping me from getting started today? Am I thinking too big about it? Have I missed the mark versus looking at the little things I can be doing today? What's really stopping you from getting started today and doing something right now? That's the first question. Remember, being strategic is not having the perfect plan. So get started today. And if you're not started, really force yourself to explore that. Why haven't you started today? And then the second question, and it's equally important, is how will what I'm doing now build up to future opportunity and success? You've got to be able to connect what you're doing today to what it's going to be in the future. If you can't draw those connections, you're just wandering arbitrarily, you're stabbing in the dark, you're taking blind shots at success, you're hoping that this strategy is something. You have to be doing those two things. You have to get started today and you have to be identifying how your efforts can build up to future success. Well, that uh, is a little bit of a lesson on the difference between strategy and perfection. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Uh, Please check me out on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Follow me wherever you want so that you can stay informed and in tune. Um, I'm always happy to connect with individuals and answer questions and, and be a resource. So thanks so much for listening.